You are listening to Supernatural Confessions, where it is a safe place for you to confess all your experiences, be it supernatural, myths, urban legends, superstitions, or even unknowns. And as a team, we'll compile and feature your confessions on our platform. Share with us your story through our Facebook page or website. You just need to search supernaturalconfessions.com. I'm Kim, your host for this podcast series, and now, let's get on to the confessions. Welcome to another episode here at Supernatural Confession. How have your week been? Has it been great or has it been scary? Today, I'm going to share with you a story that actually my girlfriend told me because this happened to her recently. Not to her, her, but... This happened to her family recently. Also, after family Raya gathering, she actually heard this from her cousin because this thing happened to the cousin's husband. And this is what happened. All the family know that the husband has been sick for quite some time. At least two weeks or or so. But nobody actually knew what happened, exactly what happened. But when Raya, when they actually went visiting, they saw the husband and now it's all well and fine. I said he already returned to his normal self. But when my girlfriend and the sister went to visit this cousin's house, coincidentally, the husband is going out to pray, which is heading to the mosque. So. The sister took this opportunity to actually ask the cousin of actually what happened. And this is her story, which is the cousin's story. Before the incident happened, or how it started, was actually like this. The husband is actually a F&B seller. As in, he has his own store or shop selling noodle. And um, how his routine normally is, is... From Monday until Saturday, he will go like early in the morning, which is like maybe 5-6 in the morning. Then, all the way, he will walk all the way until late, not, not to say evening. He will return like 3-4 in the afternoon to rest. Then after that, he will go out at 6-something. Uh, then after that, he will work again all the way until midnight. Then he will return. Normally, that is how his routine is. It has been like that since they got married, according to the cousin. And it never changed. She said, it never changed. If somehow he fallen sick, as in normal flu fever, he will still go to work. He will maybe take medication, take some prevention, as in he will wear masks and whatnot. I mean, before pandemic. But he will never fail to show up at his work. He will always go to work according to that routine. Never fail, right? So, until one day, he didn't wake up to go to work. He just lay in his bed, feeling sick. So, he told the wife, saying that he's not feeling well, so he's not going to show up to work. At first, wife thought, "Mm, maybe this time he got a really bad fever. That's why he's not going to work. So, the wife didn't think much about it. The wife did whatever she's normally doing in a day, right? But at that time, the wife is already heavily pregnant. I think it's almost due, maybe in a month or two time. So now the husband falls sick. 
she went on like a normal day just thinking that the husband had caught a very very bad fever so she left himself alone at home but that one day became two three four five and a week he still didn't go to work the wife started to think that something is wrong but still it looks okay as it he just looked like as if he got fever asked him to go to the hospital but he said he will be fine in a couple more days okay so the wife still let him be past one week that is when he refused to eat not a single food that went into his mouth not even a droplet of water that he drank he just did not consume anything at all okay you might not believe the story but this is what i heard according to my girlfriend this is what the cousin told them as well for the past two weeks or the continuous two weeks the cousin-in-law did not drink did not eat anything at all so he became really really frail thin and yeah just like someone who is waiting to someone is waiting for his time on that so before he got to that actually the wife brought him or dragged him to the hospital what's weird was when they went through checkup and everything doctors say he is just fine everything inside shows okay as in there is nothing wrong with him internally there is no cancer or there is no tumor there is nothing wrong that is gonna kill him but doctors say he's just weak yes he has slight fever but because he's not having the nutrition that he should have so the doctors say this is why he's weak all he need to do is just drink and eat he'll be fine my doctor of course prescribed some painkillers and whatnot but that is all the doctor did not say anything serious about him so they went home and she tried her best to actually get her husband to eat and drink right but the husband just couldn't not just having no appetite but he said he couldn't consume anything he said when the wife is not around he actually tried to drink but whenever he drink he will vomit whatever that he swallowed I said nothing could, could go in, right? Okay, so now he's just resting at home. Doctor checkup is already done. Okay, remember the wife is heavily pregnant. Now the wife has to drive herself to the hospital to get checkup, right? Because husband is too weak to do anything. So she went to, to do her checkup. Okay, there is this one time when she went to do a checkup, come home to the husband, say, uh, sayang, sayang, I need to show you something. But please, please don't freak out or anything else. But I just need to show you something. This happened while you are away. I just didn't want to tell you day and then is because I don't want you to freak out. So the husband brought her to the bathroom. What the husband showed her was a pail full of vomit and blood. The husband say, when you are away, this is what I vomit out. Why do I show you this is because me myself i couldn't explain why all this could come out of me okay why he said that is because remember he did not consume anything he did not eat he did not drink from where his stomach got this content actually to be vomited out right that's just not possible at all but he said he vomited a full pail of 
God knows what and also blood. This is when the wife knew something. It's not right, but it's not of our dimension. So what the wife did was, the wife started to call um, Ustaz that she knew. So, and Ustaz came. So when the Ustaz came, the Ustaz immediately said that, Oh, this is actually something that people cast upon your husband. As in, somebody actually get a black magic done upon the husband. That is why he's weak. That is why whatever is happening to him now, it's due to all that black magic. Lah. So, at first, the wife didn't actually take 100% of whatever the Ustaz say. She's still a bit sceptical about whether this is actually done by something. Of course, when something like this happened to us or to our family members, we would definitely think that why would something like this happen to my husband or, or to my loved one? Because he's such a nice person, he never hurt anyone, never killed an ant, you know. Of course, we would think like that. So that's what happened to the wife as well. The wife thought of that to the husband. So, Ask the Ustaz what can be done. So the Ustaz said, I will try to, to help pray and, and, and whatnot. So let's do that. The Ustaz did that. But the wife didn't stop there. The wife actually looked for another Ustaz, looked for another Islamic healer. She actually invited so many of them to the house to look at the husband. According to my girlfriend, out of 10, 9 said exactly the same thing the first Ustaz said this is the works of black magic so somehow she has no choice but to believe him then come an Ustaz to actually do a healing but she said this one is what freaked her out the most is because she actually saw what happened because the rest of the Ustaz that came to pray to heal the husband nothing actually happened Maybe the husband is just laying as in he looks in pain but nothing else. Right? The the rest of the Ustas is pretty normal until this one particular Ustas. The moment the Ustas walked in, he said the same thing to the wife about the husband, saying that this is a works of black magic. So I'm gonna do my part and try to heal your husband. But the, this Ustas actually warned her, saying that before I start to pray and heal your husband, please shut all your doors and windows and I will remind you not to open the door or the window later. Anything, whatever you saw, whatever you hear, please just do not open the doors and the windows when the healing process or the healing session is happening. The wife didn't think much about it, just did whatever the Ustaz told her to do. So she went to close all her doors, windows and the healing process starts. When the Ustaz starts praying, suddenly she heard something as if fell on the roof. So she didn't think much of it, thinking maybe a tree branch or, you know, because they live in the area, there's trees. So she didn't think much of it. One, it something fell on the roof. Two, suddenly she heard knocks on the doors, as in somebody wanted to come, in, come inside, somebody knocking on the door. The moment she walked to the door, the Ustas turned to her and said, Do not open the door. It is that thing is trying to get in. Of course she didn't she didn't know what 
was that thing, right? So she, she just stopped and did not open the door. This is when the knocking on the door happened, knocks, 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 until the thing start to move around. So every time when the thing move around and pass by the window, I'm having goosebumps telling this, pass by a window, the cousin will actually saw that apparition. According to her, that apparition is already in the shape of a human. A lady in the shape of a lady roaming or surrounding the house, walking around the house, trying her best to find the way in. Luckily, the Ustaz is inside and she couldn't get in. Right? She just roamed or, or walked around the house and finally when the healing process stopped, that apparition is no more longer there as well. Until the whole thing is done, so the cousin actually asked the Ustaz, what was that thing? Then the Ustaz say, the first thing that you heard when as if something landed on the, something fell on the roof, it is actually that thing landed on the roof because that thing knew that we are trying to do something to get rid of it. So that thing came to stop us. That thing is also knocking on those windows trying to find a way in is because the moment if he got into the house, whatever I'm doing will go to waste. That is why I ask you to shut all the those windows and not to open whatever happened. Then, when she asked, what is that thing actually? The Ustaz say, it's a being or it's a makhluk called Bolong. Okay, so this is not a special episode of No Yohanto, but when I searched for Bolong on Wikipedia, this is what it wrote. Bolong is a type of familiar spirit in Malay folklore. It has the appearance of a miniature woman, the size of the first joint of the finger. A Bolong is created from the blood of a murdered man, kept in a type of spherical bottle with a narrow neck. Over a period of one to two weeks, incantations are said over the bottle. When the period is over, the blood becomes a bolong. It refers to its owner as its mother or father. The bolong is hidden outside the owner's house when not in use. The bolong is sent to attack a victim against whom either the owner themselves or someone who paid the owner base ill will against. So many sessions after, by different different ustads, according to the cousin, uh, not only one work of one ustads actually helped the husband, but it was over a period of time with a few ustads, then now the husband. Thank God the husband now is okay. So the cousin say that is what happened to the husband when he got sick when family members knew that he was sick, but actually he was suffering from the works of black magic. But again, thank God, everything returns to normal for him as of today. You are listening to Supernatural Confessions Podcast. If you have your own confession, do share it with us through our website, SupernaturalConfessions.com Remember, you are not alone. (laughs) 
fellow listeners of Supernatural Confessions. If you like our podcast content and wish to support us, do buy us coffee at www.buymeacoffee.com slash Life. We appreciate every single cup of it. Okay, so this is the next story. The next story came from a confessor that named Amy, not her real name. So what happened is, a couple of months back, Amy's foster father, which is actually her uncle, passed away. So Amy had a three-year-old kid. This three-year-old kid is very close with this foster father. So because it's the mother foster father, right? So this kid or this son will call the foster father grandpa. This uncle is also very close to the kid as well. Whenever the kid come to the grandpa's house, the grandpa will read him bedtime stories, will show him around the house, will show him the garden, will play with him, you know, watch movie or watch cartoon with him. Obviously, kids would enjoy this kind of time. Obviously, the kids love the grandpa, right? The reason why I'm telling you all this is because this is actually a... These are all actually important details to what happened to the story later on. So... In summary, the kid is just really, really close to this grandpa. Then, the grandpa passed away. Of course, kids would know the concept of death at the age of 2-3 years old, right? So what happened was, during the funeral, the mother just brought the kid to look at the grandpa for the last time. It's just that one time. I remember she telling me it was just that one time. So, while the mother is crying, the mother brought the kid, looked at the grandpa, Obviously, it's just the grandpa's body and say, Oh, grandpa is asleep, grandpa is asleep. So the, this kid will actually say, will always say, Oh, gra- grandpa sleeping, grandpa sleeping all the time. But he did not attend the, the burial part. It was just during funeral. So I do not know whether the, in, the, in the kid's head now, whether it is just grandpa's asleep or grandpa is gone. I do not know that part, but obviously, uh, that is what the confessor told me. Then, a couple months later, the kid will still visit the grandpa's house because grandma is still there, right? The foster mother of this confessor is still around. So, they would still visit the house, they would still hang around in the house. This is a couple months later after the uncle or the foster father passed away. So, they would still go to the house and whatnot. So, this time, it's the confessor the confessor's biological mother and this kid went to visit this foster mum. A little description. This kid, because the grandpa, which is the foster father of the confessor, they will always hang out in the bedroom, right? Because that is where grandpa always reads the kid bedtime stories for him to take afternoon nap and so on. So this kid will automatically, when he reaches the house, he will walk into the bedroom to hang out because that's where maybe one of his favorite place to hang out with grandpa. And in this bedroom, the uncle has a small corner where he put his, it's somehow, it's somewhat his working space whereby he has his desk, he has his laptop, he has his printer and some, some shelves with documents and books. That's where he would work sometimes in the night 
in 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 instead of going uh, down to the office because his office is just downstairs instead of going to the office he would just work in that corner so the the kid went to the went into the room the mother which is the confessor and the biological mother was hanging out with the foster mother outside which is the living room which is just outside this room so the kid was in that bedroom by himself because nothing hazardous in the bedroom so the mother just let him be you know, since he's just a kid right so in the living room like i mentioned just now it was the confessor foster mother and biological mother so the three of them were talking 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 until they realized it has been quite some time i said the kid did not even come out to say he's looking for the mother he 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 wanted to he wanted to play he wanted to drink something he wanted to eat something he did not come out which is so unlike him because the the confessor said that my my kid is somehow annoying so he will always look for someone to be around so it has been quite some time right so the, all of them realized it but the biological grandmother thought okay then i'll go and have a look uh, at the kid of what actually happened and and see what happened to him of course they did not hear any cry or there is no scream obviously this kid did not somehow hurt or injured himself so she went in the moment she went in she saw the kid kneeling down facing the grandpa's working space directly actually directly at the chair where he usually sits to work but he was just kneeling there looking at that direction he did not say anything then the grandma which is the biological grandmother walks to him and asks him uh baby what are you doing the kid did not say anything the kid just pulled the grandmother as if he wanted her to kneel down together the grandmother was like what is happening what is happening baby why baby why the kid just keep pulling the grandmother to ask her to kneel down instead of kneeling down she actually sat down so when she sat down the kid put two hands together and started to as if he is praying to someone in front of him which is actually an empty chair at this grandpa's workplace that is when the grandmother got freaked out so the grandmother quickly grabbed him and pulled him out of the room when pull out the room told them what happened told the mother and also the foster mother what happened foster mother start crying because obviously she misses the husband right so they start asking the kid who did you see who did you see uh, is that is it grandpa is it grandpa he did not say a single thing he did not say that it's a grandpa he did not say whatever it is but according to the confessor she did not somehow she did not practice any religion at home as in they are they are originally christian but because the confessor's husband is not a christian so somehow they wanted the kid to grow up and choose their own religion so they never taught the kid to actually you know bow down to to pray or how to pray to actually put your hands together and pray to something they don't have deities or 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 statues of religious figure at home so they never did that action the kid never knew how to do that so it baffles them somehow it baffles them 
how the kid knew to do what he did in the room facing the chair that the grandpa used to sit at. So, what do you guys think? Whether it is grandpa that returned for a visit to his favorite grandkid or is it something else? So today, I will just end this podcast or this episode of podcast with these two stories as you've heard it on Monday's podcast whereby I will be traveling in a short bit and that will be actually a surprise to our community. If you're listening to this, you would find out probably soon enough what is happening. So I will have to keep this podcast short is because somehow I'm running out of time in production-wise. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Until the next one. We have come to the end of this episode of Supernatural Confessions. If you have enjoyed this episode, please rate us with a 5-star review on whichever platform you are streaming this podcast on. Go on and tell your friends and family about us. You can find more of our content on YouTube, Facebook, and our website. Search for keyword Supernatural Confessions. If you or someone you know have a confession to make, visit SupernaturalConfessions.com. You can send it in text, voice memo, or even video format. Let us know if you want your identity to be kept secret. Supernatural Confessions is created by Eugene Tay. Until the next episode, my name is Kim, your host for this podcast series, signing off with Whatever you don't see doesn't mean it is not there.